Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And this week's theme is deadly affairs. So juicy. So basically, we're talking about how affairs led to murder, in case that wasn't obvious. And they do. And in they our, do. They certainly can. Mm-hmm. Today's case comes to us from circa 2005. Okay. So not terribly long ago. No, but not all that long ago. I remember. I remember me some 2005. Oh, yeah. This is the case about the very senseless and tragic murder of Brian Barrett. He was a 22-year-old. His murder was so senseless that... It's, it's hard to wrap your brain it around is, it. It's, it's really, really unimaginable, and they have made a Lifetime movie about this. Actually, Courtney Cox directed it. I'm going to have to check this this out. And there's a really good documentary as well that I got a lot of my information from that I will link in the show notes. But it's that juicy that it made TV situation. Yeah. So in 2005, Thomas Montgomery was a 47-year-old overweight white dude with a severely, <laughs> severely balding head. Dad, dad bod? I'm a... I'm expecting... Listen, this absolutely, uh-huh. but I mean, not all dad bods are bad. Oh, I'm not knocking a dad... I have a dad bod. My- I mean, I'm not knocking a dad bod, but... <laughs> I have a dad bod. <laughs> Thomas Montgomery, he's 47, severely balding. He has a severe case of little penis syndrome. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. Don't they always? Is it bad? <laughs> it's real bad. He was a mas- machinist for 12 years at a place um, in Clarence, New York, called Dynabraid. So he's from New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where he's located will be relevant eventually. He was married to Cindy for 16 years. Poor Cindy. He had two daughters. They were swimmers. He became a regular presence at the local swim club that he was actually named vice president to. Oh. Up until he starts doing what he does, he was like a decent person. He taught Sunday school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's bringing the word of God. (laughs) Amen. Yes. So he was like a dad. He was a good dad. To the kids in the community, he's speaking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's at the swim meet. Yes. Cheering on his baby girls. Seeming like a total normal 47-year-old man. Let me guess. Lust takes over. (gasps) Does it ever. It must be they didn't cover that in Sunday school yet. (laughs) That darn lust. It always gets gets you every time. He had a dog named Shadow, so he would take Shadow for a walk. So he was even, like, good to the dog. Yeah, he's totally normal all-American family man, right down to the fact that I'm pretty sure he wore white New Balance shoes. Oh, I'm picturing like, it's a given. Like, 100% The did. Wranglers and the, the white New Balance. Wranglers, too. <laughs> yes. And you know he had, like, a polo a shirt polo, on. Yes. 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 With his stomach protruding. That a belt to hold up over the horse that does not match anything. Buttocks. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> yes. The, the non-existent I'm buttocks. I'm sorry, dads. We are... <laughs> We're not, we're not we judging. We love you. I love me my dad husband. Oh, so yeah, I get yeah. it. But. Okay. So we've got a good picture. Good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Up till this Stand point. Stand up 
people in the in the subdivision are waving at him hey there goes thomas and shadow Uh in his white new balance shoes he's a great dad he got a craving for the flesh he did he he actually was even in the military for a little bit from the age of 18 to 22 he was a marine and although he liked to tell people that he was a sharpshooter according to nbc news he didn't qualify as a sharpshooter and he never saw combat so oh, he wasn't okay. actually a, a sniper like he tries to. So he was like, kind of like playing that up as. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He was well known to have an affinity for poker with friends, euchre, online gambling, especially Texas Hold'em on a website called Pogo. Okay. Not to the point where this is concerning behavior. No, no. This is his recreation. This is what he's like likes to do. Poker Dad, during the, the day, yeah. poker at night. Friday night, it? poker night. You no know, big we deal. Friday night wine and podcast. Yeah, Some people he, Friday night poker and hang Uker, out with the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah, hating what I'm hearing. Right. So. Not yet. You're about, to, yeah. you're about to hate it's it all. It's about to get ugly. I did go and research Pogo, and from what I could tell, it's still an online gaming, gaming website where you can play all different types of games for free, or you can sign up for a membership service, which comes into play later. Okay. In 2005, you could also find yourself in some online chat rooms through Pogo. You don't say. Remember good old chat rooms? Oh, I do. I do. I I remember loading up the old, you know, dial-up internet. It would take 20 minutes. And then I'd get into, like, do you remember ICQ? That was a chatting. Yes, and I was writing this script. I was trying to remember what the heck it was called. ICQ. ICQ, yes. Talk to all my friends after school. Internet would disconnect. I'd have to give it. Oh, yeah. Can you do the internet noise, the dial-up internet noise? You're good at sound effects. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that one was a little bit better. At first, I thought you were a rooster waking the farm up. Yeah, but it was. It was like... And then it got high. Yes, when it was almost done. It it went crazy. It did, and I won't do that because we're going to blow people's eardrums out even more than we already are. It lost its shit at the end. It's like... If you did not... If you weren't alive in that time and get to enjoy that, I'm sorry. You guys really they're, missed out. Young listeners are probably horrified right now. For sure. Because they're like, what? Click on the internet icon and the internet pops oh, up. Oh, I'm crying life's, a little. Life's amazing now. It was a wild time to be alive. It was. You had to work for your chat <laughs> you rooms. You did. So what Thomas Montgomery did was he took to the keyboard as Marine Sniper 1. Okay. And actually, that's what... That's what the news call, calls him as Marine Sniper 1. But when you get into the actual um, transcripts, he's Marine Sniper 1000. Oh. That's so what I'm his kinda, handle was. I'm seeing, like, the, is this where he's, like, playing up that Marine mm-hmm. status? Yes. So at first, when he's on these chat rooms and he's Marine Sniper, I'm just going to call him Marine Sniper for, okay. you know, simplicity's sake. You guys know it's 1000, but whatever. He was almost presenting a previous version of himself. You know, mm-hmm. because he was in the military, he was a, a good shot. Uh-huh. He, just wasn't <laughs> he, he held a gun. <laughs> he knew how to assemble and disassemble one. It was just a tiny <laughs> lie. <laughs> he saw guns lying around. I mean, right. In the spring of 2005, he stumbled upon a chat room that was for 
18 and under. You know how, as a 47-year-old man, you just happen to stumble into right. a Oops, teen chat oopsie. room. How, how did I get in here? Right. Happens all the time. Yes. Well, it does, a sickly, but... It really does. It just like how he presented it, like, you know, I was lost on the internet, so you know how that can happen. And he says that he had no ill intentions when he entered the room. Kind so like, there's a little dirt on those new balances here, because... Yeah, and, and I have no ill intentions when I see a shirtless photo of Jason Momoa. It okay. Might. Yeah. And interestingly enough, though, this seemingly innocent Sunday school teacher mm. starts chatting up a young girl by the handle tall, hot, blonde, big 50. I'm sure he was just checking on her well-being in the chat <laughs> yes. room. And she's better known as just tall, hot, blonde, okay. which is what Courtney Cox's Lifetime movie is called. Oh. Some of you right now are probably like, oh, shit, I know this mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Tall, hot, blonde was a 17 or 18-year-old girl. There were conflicting sources on this. Ordinarily, when I find conflicting information like that, I'm like, this is easy. Uh I'll look up her birthday and figure it out. We'll come back to it. I'll tell you later why I purposely didn't do that. Okay. So she is 17. A lot more sources said 18, and I'm much more likely to believe 18. She's from West Virginia, named Jessica, better known as Jessie. Okay. And she was a tall, hot blonde. She was an athlete, very normal girl living out her senior year in high school. Well, all of a sudden, Thomas Montgomery, a.k.a. Marine Sniper, Mm-hmm. Starts talking to Jesse. Now, I love the. Oh, that was the chair for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Amber totally jarred it in the studio. I know these chairs do squeak a lot. It was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> we anyway. ate pizza beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it was the chair. I was going to say, I like that little twang you got. Oh, she's Jesse. West Virginian. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I, uh, I I like a, a southern accent. I yeah. think they're adorable. And I just feel like we need to call it Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Okay. What Thomas Montgomery did is he replaced the mediocre, stereotypical dad bod version of himself with an 18-year-old named Tommy Montgomery. Mm, okay. Okay. So well, he's posing as like a young guy. He is. He is. Giving his real name almost. I mean, he's saying Tommy instead uh-huh. of Thomas Montgomery. He's catfishing. Oh, he's, this was this. He's was the, 2005 catfishing. This was the ultimate catfish before catfish was a catfish. Because uh, actually it came out one year before. This happened one year before all the catfish He's stuff. the OG catfish. He is. So he tells her that he was training to be a sniper in the Marines about to deploy to Iraq. He described himself as 6'2", hence the little man famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 190 pounds. And he claimed he was slinging a nine-inch cock. Oh. <laughs> Not even kidding. In your whitey tighties dreams, sir. Listen, I know this sounds like something that I made up, but not even I would joke about nine inches. <laughs> so. That's, that's a bold statement. Like, you don't go nine inches no. unless you really mean, mean it. it. Mm-hmm. How dare you, sir? Yep. So here Marine Sniper was not only blessed with an impressive calabasa, but he was also a black belt. Oh, and he claimed to have bullet holes in his left shoulder and his right leg from combat already at the age of 18. Because he was already a Marine, but he was just back stateside to train for being a sniper. Oh, I bet Tall Hot Blonde was, like, loving this. She's gobbling it up. Oh, ta- sure. Thinking about that nine inches. Who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. I got it. Like, I, got I have it. nine inches waiting for me. Yep. He's a war veteran. Yes. Like, fighting for our country. 
I mean, who wouldn't eat it up? Yep. Then it gets a little strange when he kind of, like, tried to do this bad boy thing, like, I got a big chip on my shoulder, because he explained to Tall Hot Blonde that he had joined the military at the age of 17 after he had raped a cheerleader. Oh, uh, wait, what? So he was, like, openly bragging about that? Yeah, like, what do girls like? How can I impress them? Oh, I know. Forced sex. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And so Tall Hot Blonde was just, like, in response to this, like, we all make mistakes. Ew. As long as you're, you know, moving on from the process. It was very odd that she's just like, oh, so she's she was an like, 18 year old. like, comforting him with, oh, it's just okay. Just kind of, like, brushing on the rug. And maybe at this point she's like, we're never going to meet. Yeah, maybe. Some random dude, you know, some 18-year-old on the internet. I'm an 18-year-old girl in high school. What am I going to say? I I don't know. I mean, I myself would have signed off. I could. I would have done a little BRB and then never BRB. I can't see condoning that ever, though. I've never, like, I just can't see still continuing. I literally know that I would have been like. TTYL. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's what I probably would have done. I would like to think I would. Mm-hmm. But, and I just, also, very strange thing to try to, we go from nine-inch cock to forced sex? Yeah. Okay. I, I almost feel like it could have been some kind of, like, sick sexual fantasy for him, maybe, like, as he's saying these things. Perhaps. Like, perhaps. maybe that came into play as I probably as would a... have been like, yeah, I tried to rob a liquor store. Right. If you're trying to be feel badass like, in a leather I joined, suit yeah like, i tried to join the military anybody's anytime somebody talks about a leather suit all i can think about is that episode of friends when ross wears the leather pants <laughs> and creates a paste for himself sorry if you don't watch friends but that was yes. hysterical yes. so yeah there he is in a leather suit anyway tall oh. hot blonde she soaks this shit right up okay so she's still talking to him she even is. after he's oh, he's yeah. made this statement about yes. raping someone In his explanation for why he joined the military to become a better man. Yep. So Tommy told Jesse that he was only going to be stateside for a short time because in June he would be going back to boot camp, his sniper camp, Uh to finish the sniper training and then immediately be sent to Iraq. Because that's how they do it. He just graduated from sniper training, so here you go. And you're off. Montgomery would later say that he planned to kill Tommy off in Iraq and that is how he would end it. So remember, he's a 47-year-old man pretending to be 18. Oh, so he's, so he's like, like, I'm going to stop he, this. Yep, he made up the Iraq story to be like, this would be super easy to, to end it. Uh-huh. First of all, you sick fuck, there are legit humans on this earth who are actually in the military and fighting for your lying ass. And then you're going to lie even further by saying that Tommy was killed Tommy off died? Yeah. when that happens to soldiers every single day. Yeah. That, to me, is just so gross. Such an elaborate lie to, it to carry out. It's right. It would be exhausting to me. Uh, yes, and it like to play this it, all out. It gets out. a little taxing for him, but go eat another cheeseburger and drink another natty light. You'll want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening is the two talk for hours every day. Tommy and Jesse are in hardcore, long distance, instant love, oh. instant messaging. Yes. Love. Oh yeah. Okay. She would send him photos of herself. Some of them would be revealing, like herself in a yellow bikini by the pool or her legs in a short denim skirt. There was even a photo taken up one of her skirts of her little unmentionables. Oh. Mm -hmm. Now, you might be wondering what this nearly bald man did to send photos in return. I really was wondering that. Mm -hmm. He sent her exactly one photo of himself. A real one? Uh Uh-huh. 
But it was his photo from when he first joined the military back oh, in the so, 70s when he okay. was actually 18. <laughs> so he was... I guess she didn't she notice the, the, the yellowing yeah, that came the with age. Photo. I don't know if he was like, sorry, but this got a little wet. Like the but, old uniform. I, I'm yes, so confused. It was throwback Thursday <laughs> on the day that we took these military <laughs> photos. <laughs> nope. Sounds no. like he was just like reliving his glory yeah, days. He was. This guy even has a plan for what he will do when Tommy goes off to sniper camp and Iraq. He introduces Jesse to his father, Thomas Montgomery, as a way for the two to pass messages back and forth because Tommy told Jesse that his dad had connections in the military and can get messages to him faster. Oh my gosh. Because he really played this out. Yeah, apparently, an almost 50 year old man is faster than email. Yeah. Or. What better the way? Military. Yep. My dad's got connections, so send everything to him and he'll get it to me. That's what the plan was. Can I, I, I might be jumping ahead here. Is he the dad too? Like, he, was he going to jump in as like, hey, I'm dad. Yes. He is. Tommy. 18-year-old Tommy and nearly 15-year-old daddy. daddy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tommy also provided her with his dad's home address to send letters and such to because his dad could get them all the way over to Iraq faster, which was his legitimate home address of Thomas Montgomery. Wow. So he's playing these two okay. people. So it's like he's kind of like exploring that or like living through that younger version of himself, but now putting but him real, his real really self trying in to, yep, as, just, as daddy. Yep. While he was away, this was originally how Thomas Montgomery was going to relay the message to Jesse when he killed Tommy off. Okay. Uh-huh. So he was like, I'm going to create this dad guy because that's how I'll get jesse the message that tommy died all right and, and i i need to set this straight right now when i say tommy i mean the fake 18 year old cheerleader yeah. raping marine yes okay. okay when i say thomas montgomery i mean tommy's father who has to relay the messages back and forth new balance wrang- wrangler dad well, tommy yeah but he's i mean thomas yeah the thomas montgomery that's who he tells tall hot blonde my dad is Thomas Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that. When I say wet fart, I'm referring to the actual sorry <laughs> the ass Thomas Montgomery. Yes. <laughs> who is behind both of these fake online people, which to me is wet just fart. as obnoxious as a wet fart. Uh, yes. Like, how he do you, here you a are. A juicy one at that. He is. The inconvenient kind where you go change your underwear in your pants and you speak of it to no one ever unless you're doing a podcast (laughs) (laughs) don't act like y'all haven't been there a time or two (laughs) so is that he is that that. i mean it's just like at this point he's not malicious he's just obnoxious (laughs) there's no other perfect name you're right you nailed it you nailed it so now jesse and Thomas, the fake dad, apparently talked a lot. Okay. And they started to talk pretty intimately because Jesse ends up referring to him in the messages as dad. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, hold hold on, you're really about to, ew. And Thomas Montgomery ends up telling Jesse that his son is not the only one in the family with the Holy Grail of cocks because... Oh, it he, runs in the family, uh-huh, huh? He, too, is wielding a nine-inch weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> Listen, you guys, as far as I'm concerned, my husband's father has no genitalia. Yeah. And if he it's does. Like a, it's just like the Ken doll, like yeah. the, 
the like subtle lump that we don't talk about. Ironically, his name is Ken. Oh, wow. <laughs> his name is Ken. That's what you picture with He'll never listen to a podcast, so he he doesn't know that I'm claiming he has no genitalia, which would probably offend him. But right. I'm just saying that I don't want to yes. know anything about, about it. About that. So why is it appropriate that this dude is telling her, I know my son's got a nine-inch cock, but also so do I. <laughs> What and, do you think of that? And that Jesse's still, like, okay with this. Like, oh, this yeah. is my life she now. apparently, well, she's 18. She doesn't, maybe doesn't uh, know yeah. those boundaries. I mean, yeah, you're she's right. She's calling a dude dad that she's never met. Yeah, true. So after Tommy goes off to sniper camp in the Iraq, um, they and, and he's in Iraq, the two make plans for talking every morning between 6.30 and 6.40, and then 3.30 and 3.40 every afternoon. Which is when Tommy was off duty for the, for every day. Every day, okay? Okay. And Tommy even told Jesse that he got the Marine saying, quote, always and forever tattooed on his arm, along with her name encircled by a heart. I just have to take a moment Jesse. to laugh. Um, that still, she's only seen one picture from. <laughs> one. Old school picture mm-hmm. of him and like nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I did read in one article where he was like, where I'm at is top secret, so I can't take pictures. But I didn't see that anywhere else, so I'm not sure if that was them speculating or if that's really what he said. But Uh it would make sense. But, no, he didn't send other photos. But not So not to be undone, because now he's like, oh, my gosh, he got always and forever tattooed on his arm and my name Mm -hmm. encircled with a heart. So she's like, I see your tattoo, and I raise you a video montage of photos of myself with background music from Lone Star's I'm Already There and Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. (laughs) Those were my jam back then. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, yeah. Nothing is more romantic in that time than that song. No, I'm sorry, Aerosmith, that I just butchered that. But you guys get it. No, you got it. And Lone Star's I'm Already There. Oh, yeah. Take a look around. I mean, it's so, so intense. Yeah. It's just, if you're not there in that moment with tears welling in your eyes, you have no oh, soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and she put photos together to these A video songs. montage. Like, shame on you, Tommy. This girl was, like, in it. I, she created a music video for you. She put her you. soul into that. MTV could buy that. For sure. Yep. Shame on Tommy. <sighs> However... Things were going just a little too good for Wet Fart. <laughs> so he had to create a little bit of tension. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not past Wet Fart yet. I'm still, like, still it's stuck it's on it. It's hard to move past. <laughs> as, as things usually do, yeah. they end badly for a Wet Fart. And that's right. So. Exactly. And and it will for him. And yes, I, I have a feeling it will. What what Thomas or what happens is Tommy accuses Jesse of sending some of those photos to other online admirers, which she actually had done. So she apologizes to Tommy, who did forgive her. Okay. Okay. She's like, my bad. These were really cute, though, so I did pass yeah, them along. Like I, I couldn't recreate them. Do you right. know how hard it is to get to good get lighting those in 2005? <laughs> There were no, no filters. filters. Have some this respect. Was, right. So to apologize, Jesse sent him in the mail. So to Thomas Montgomery's home. Okay, his actual okay. home his where actual his family home, lives. Where his family lives. She thinks she's sending it to his dad because his dad's going to send it to Iraq. She encloses a G-string and a silver 
key to my heart chain. <laughs> which, of Sprayed course. Sprayed with perfume? I'm sure. I mean, and I would be disappointed note. if it wasn't. And a love note. And I guess that worked for little Tommy because he forgave her. Okay. Oh, nice. And I, I have a copy of one of, of, of a love note, of bits of pieces of it. There was redaction. Please treat us. Let's, let's read it. Let's, what kind let's of voice this. are we going to give Jesse today? My dear sweet Tommy, I love you so much, honey. I thank God every day for you, baby. His plans for us must be something great. Honey, you have changed me. My world, my everything. I love you, Tommy, always and forever. How sweet. Jesse. <laughs> it's like I'm really there. I know. That was I'm good. already there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This, it's like yeah. I'm reliving this. So what happens is Thomas, the dad, he's not so convinced. He started sending Jesse mean messages about how Tommy might be over the whole thing, but he's not. Because, and I quote, because you will hurt him and he's an idiot and he'll believe your lying ass. Wow. So yeah, so now he's like, Tommy forgives her because, you know, G-strings. Yeah, right. And the, the dad is not going to say, I don't want my I son hurt. I am a hurt. father figure. Yes. My son can't be hurt by your Man, I'd love to get, get the DSM out on this guy. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. This was a chance that he had to just stop all this right here and there, I want to point out. I mean, think about uh-huh. it. This is the perfect time to break up with her. Let's end you this. You were sending the video montage photos to other men. We're done. But no, no. Now he's just acting like the whole scolding dad for a while and continues to be the liaison between the two star-crossed online lovers who've never met in real life. Meanwhile, what's really happening is that wet fart Thomas Montgomery, who is too busy in real life jerking off online in his basement to pay Which any you know attention. Oh, that's what he was doing. Oh, yes. He was typing with one hand for sure. Oh, without question. <laughs> Which I would argue that nine inches would take two hands. So that's, <laughs> again, that a lie. Yeah, he's, he's lying. typing and talking to her at the same time. <laughs> that right there, we've got you, buddy. She and her two daughters, or excuse me, Cindy, and his two daughters have no idea. I was just going to say, like, where's mm-hmm. the fam? They're, he would force his two teenage daughters off the computer, and he'd become obsessed with sitting there waiting for Tall Hot Blonde to come online. His wife was no longer putting out because who the fuck would, douchebag? Right? I feel so sorry for her. And so they didn't know what was going on, but he was no. just like on Obsessive. the computer because all the time. do you remember what it was like? There would be like a little oh, yeah. thing that indicated like, and it would be green usually. Uh-huh. Like, so-and-so's online. So he's just sitting there waiting for this teenage girl to get home from track practice yeah. to get online. And But the family did not know at this point that no. that's what he was doing. No, nope, they did not. And he would, but he would talk nonstop at work about his online love affair with his teenage girl and told everything that he was leaving his wife to move to West Virginia and be with his love. Oh, wow. Yep. Because remember, he's in New York. So by Christmas time, 2005, Tommy Ever the Romantic proposed to Jesse via instant message. Oh, yeah. Would you look at that? Oh, yeah. And she types a very simple yes. Oh, yes. How could you not? Yes. How could you not? <laughs> yep. This this is the best part. And and to me, maybe the biggest red flag that Jesse... Ignored. Yeah. Like, he not only did he propose to you online, but afterwards, he sent her poinsettias. What? Poinsettias, people. What? The oldest, cheapest, 
Christmas flower there is. I don't know if he got it as a gift from his factory and was like, you know what, I'll just drop these by the mailbox. Or from one of the kids' fundraisers at school, because that's what they sell. Right. Poinsettias. And what does she do? She sends him more G-strings and dog tags engraved with the message, Tom and Jesse, always and forever, like his tattoo. Again, in the basement, just like going to town. Yep. Jesse, so he's got these dog tags and more G-strings. And the wife is still, like, not seeing any of this. No, Jesse worried constantly about Tommy's safety, writing, I know you're being careful, honey, and you have the the best with you, but I know anything can happen. She was anticipating his return from Iraq. She planned their first night together, expressing nerves because she's a virgin. Okay. I'm sure that had nothing to do with his continued relationship with her. No, no. And she ended on an optimistic note saying, won't be long until it's Jessica Blair Montgomery. Yeah. So here's one of his notes, if you want. Oh, please indulge. This was right after Christmas. Now, later... After he had sent the poinsettias. This is after the poinsettias. Later, I'm going to give you his role because you have... A beautiful voice. Thank you. For him. Thank you. Mine is is more like a high pitch eighteen year old teenage girl. <laughs> I will even drop it down a notch just for you. I can do a creepy dude I had, voice I had pretty hopes that you would. pretty well on command. My dearest, sweetest Jesse, honey, I love everything you gave me for Christmas, but the one I cherish the most is your love. <laughs> is it's it my so face? Creepy. No, no, the point you just got that creepy, like, factor is, down. This has got to be creepy. Yeah, it does. It needs to be. And you, sh- you guys should know that your love is you are. That's how you are love. Remember? Oh. Very 2000s, too. Uh-huh. I haven't heard I love you from anyone but family at Christmas time. But sometimes I was forgotten because my aunts and uncles had other things to do. <sighs> Plus their own kids. Well, fuck, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, honey, you now know why I cherish those three little words. You should also know that U is just the letter U. Oh, okay. And Y is just the letter Y. This grammar is painful. Uh, It's hard. You had made this my best Christmas ever. I will never forget Christmas 2005 because of you, sweetie. Baby. (laughs) It just keeps getting, like, on another level. (laughs) Anyway. Baby, I'm so excited about running with you. I want you in my life, non tomorrow, and forever. That's what it says. Sorry about the bad language. It says non. (laughs) You mean everything to me, honey. Without you in my life, I am nothing. You give me a reason to keep on going. Honey, I can never ever repay you for everything you have done or given me this is why i love you you so much honey my love is unconditional and it will be till the day i die unconditional <laughs> there was there were spaces so i thought that's, that's how he wanted I just it just like a slow clap that was amazing it, it's more there's more oh hold, hold, oh, okay. hold your applause yes there's more <laughs> oh please carry on if you can't tell by now, I am madly and deeply in love with you and only you. Not my Commitment. wife upstairs. Yeah, not the wife Mm-mm. upstairs that I'm married to. Right. But. Or, yeah. Honey, I don't want anyone else in my life. Like the wife upstairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
I have found my perfect angel, and I'm never leaving you till you tell me to. You are very much stuck with me, honey. <laughs> I'm not leaving, and only you hold the key to let me go. No one else will make me leave you. Creepy. Oh, for sure. I will fight them to the death, baby. Aggression issues. Remember our motto, always and forever, honey. I love you, Jessica Blair. I won't say her last name. Okay. Montgomery. You're going to figure it out later, but still. Okay. Cannot wait to be with you. Then it will only be us. Here. Here's the crescendo. Wait for it. You're very sexy, Marie. <laughs> Tom. That's uh, incredible. But it says on the side, I love you, Jesse. Wow. Is to... this his writing, too? <laughs> yes, this is his writing. <laughs> it looks like see. an 18-year-old. You know, it really does. Yeah, actually, my children have much better handwriting than that. You're very sexy, Marine. No, no, it was underlined. You're very sexy, Marine. Yeah. Thank you for taking us to that very moment. I tried. I like tried. he was writing it with us <clears> today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, as we can see, everyone... His delusions have increased. Oh, for sure. I read a great article from Wired. They actually stated that for New Year's, Montgomery made a resolution, which he scribbled on his work pad that actually had their letterhead on the Uh top of it, that said, and I quote, On January 2nd, 2006, Thomas Montgomery, parentheses, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. Wow. Then he says, he is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his wife. He, end quote, that was, those were the quotes. The rest of it goes on to vow that he would set aside enough of his imaginary millions to care for Cindy and the girls, even as he fantasized about the life that he would build, like with Jesse. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm gonna but take I've care got of my millions, kids. so I'm going to take care of my kids, and, and he does not. Okay, he, he lives paycheck to paycheck. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So even that in his, is, is delusional in this letter that he wrote to himself. He's becoming so obsessed with this fantasy mm-hmm. that it's... Well, that yeah, because then he says, when the new year began, however, he was still like stuck in his aging body and stale life. So he wrote in frustration another letter, another note that said, quote, I wish I would know the exact time that I would change to new Tom so I could prepare for it. Oh. End quote. Oh, wow. Huh? Come again? Yeah. So in February 2006, his fantasy life started to unravel when his wife found some of the tokens. Oh, okay. Love. Finally, wife is, like, catching yep. on here. She Well, yeah, because he's obsessive, compulsive with this. Eventually it's going to, I mean, yep, come with out. With the computer. So she starts snooping around. She finds the G-strings. She finds love letters that Jesse had sent. And copies that he had kept for himself that he sent so he could relive them later. Okay. She figures it out. She figures out everything that he is. He also, he had printed out hundreds of pages of their conversations on instant message. So he had all this, all of he this had saved. All of it so he could reread it. Yes. And so wife reads it and figures out not only are you talking to an 18 year old girl, but you're also pretending to be an 18 year old Marine and a dad. Yeah. To the Marine. Yeah. When you don't have a son, you have two daughters. Oh, my gosh. So many avenues of, like, revenge <clears throat> that I could think of to go. Mm. This is what, you want to know what she does? I do want to know. 
So what she does is she says to him, if you want to separate, we can. But to continue to lie to me and the kids while while she is sending your son gifts in the mail is not acceptable. Not acceptable? That's such a mom thing to say. Honey. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable behavior. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I like how she's playing into it, too. You want to know what the first thing that I'd say is? Nine inches? (laughs) (laughs) You know what she should have done? Sent a real picture of him, like, <laughs> this is what you're talking to, sweetie. It's funny that you say that, because that is exactly what she does. My girl. Uh-huh. I love it. They did continue to live together, but she wasn't just going to let it go. So what she did, as as I believe that any scorned woman would do, and I certainly would do, she sent Jesse a letter, and it wasn't a mean letter. Mm-hmm. It was just enclosed. It was a family photo of what the real wet fart Montgomery looked like. With her and their two daughters. Good. And let tall, hot, blonde know just exactly. Like this is who you're talking to. Yep. This this is Marine Sniper 1000. So what Cindy does is she writes, let me introduce you to these people. She described her husband, Tom, their daughters, who were 12 and 14 years old at the time, and herself, which she explains the many emails that Jesse had been sending emails to. Yeah, she's the letter C in that email. Because the email was TC Montgomery one. Oh, so she's like, I'm the C. I'm the C in his email. Yep. She's like, there is no son. And she told Jesse that her husband is a 47, some reports said 46 at the time, whatever, uh-huh. your old former Marine. And she's like, from what I am putting, pulling from your letters, you are much closer to my daughter's age than mine, let alone Tom's. Are you over the age of 18? In this alone, he could be prosecuted as a child predator, adding that Jesse could be her own daughter. Uh-huh. Cindy offered some maternal advice. Do not trust words on a computer. See, the mom and her is yep. like, I'm worried about you. Well, and do you remember a couple episodes ago we talked about how in affairs, it's like they always turn on the other person instead of yeah. on their spouse or on the person that they're with. And it seems like she was very She's much like looking like, out for this girl. Yeah. Like, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, hey, girl, mm-hmm. just realized I'm married to a creep. Yep. Be careful. Yeah. So now young Jesse doesn't know what to believe. What if this is fake and Cindy just wants her young, hot Marine? Mm-hmm. Jesse. Jesse. I know. I know. I get it, though. I mean, she's got, it's, these are letters coming yeah. in. You don't know who's writing them. Yep. Jesse remembered a co-worker that Tom talked with on Pogo as well. And his handle, and his handle was Beefcake1572. Ooh. Yeah. That's. I like it. Meaty. <laughs> You know how much I love... Do we have another love... nine inch <laughs> I would... I'm more likely to... What do you think that 1,572 is? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Beefcake was actually Brian Barrett, a 22-year-old student at Buffalo State College who worked part-time at Dynabraid with Montgomery, and he played poker with him, too. Okay. So Jesse reaches out to Beefcake to confirm what Cindy had told her, and Beefcake... Kate confirms, like, yeah, Marine Sniper 1000 is indeed a chubby, balding, New Balance-wearing white motherfucker who's married with two young girls of his own. Thank you for being honest, Beefcake. Yeah, and and it needs to go down in the record that Beefcake was honest the whole time with her. He didn't pretend to be anybody else that he was. Uh-huh. And he was online legit as he was in real life. Now this is where shit really starts to get real. Beefcake and Tall Hot Blonde start to play online games together and chatting, and as all convos will between two people who are clearly as hotter than hell itself with names like Beefcake and Tall Hot Blonde, oh, yeah. 
Their convos turn more intimate and sexual you in don't nature. Say. They even begin talking smack about Marine Sniper. Was he like kind of out of the picture now that he's busted, or he, was he still like? And maybe he's jumping still, ahead. You're jumping ahead a little bit, but he does. Yeah, he does still try to talk okay. to her. Okay, but she's all about beefcake now. Yep, yep. And they're talking smack about Marine Sniper and his pathetic lies. Jeff Jesse even gives Brian or beefcake, as we will. Her login info so that Brian can start chatting up Marine Sniper as her. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's like, have some of your own medicine, yes. bitch. Then Brian also left some of his convos with Jesse from Instant Message on Thomas Montgomery's toolbox at work, where he can see that they are calling him a loser and where Brian confesses that everyone at work now knows what he was doing. Oh, okay. Yep. And like I said, Brian never lied about who he was. So Brian's just basically like, dude, you were pretending to be an 18-year-old son. Yeah. And then the father, like, come on. And Jesse was also talking to some other men online as well. I've got some transcripts for us to read. Oh, okay. Amber, if you will take out transcript number one that I provided you before we began recording. I can do that. Amber will be Marine Sniper, which is Thomas Montgomery. And I will be Tall Hot Blonde, which is Jesse. All right. Let me get into full character. <clears throat> yes. I will try to stay there as well. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and Jesse has a southern accent. She's West Virginian. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just going to try to make this authentic. I need to get into creepy dad bod. Like, I don't know many creepy dads, so I'm not even sure. I know. It How do we? Get... Uh, you know what? I'll just do whatever comes naturally. What comes natural. So this is like after everything's unfolding. This, this is. Okay. She knows. he. Yep. He knows about Brian. I'm sorry. Thomas Montgomery knows that she's talking to Brian. Uh. Beefcake. Beefcake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Are you on? I'm here. <laughs> nice text you sent me. Sorry. You want to suck him off too? No thanks. It's your life. You do what you want with it. I was just teasing. You know I'm not that way. You know he wants to. You want him hard and hot. And you beg to do it. He won't leave me alone. With messages like, what do you expect? To get him tired of it and to go away. Can I make you hard and hot, please? You're asking for him. I don't want him, Tom. I can send a bikini pics if you want. Please, no. Why not? You want him hard and hot. Can we say that any more times? Like, oh my god. Right? I think he wants him hard and yeah, hot. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Why don't you model it for him? I was only teasing him. Stop, Tom. And you want him to leave you alone now? Yes. You're a dumb blonde. You tease him with messages about making him hard, and then you want him to leave you alone. Oh, thanks. Why do you send him texts like that, then? No reason. You get what you deserve. You tease him and he thinks you want him. Especially when you text him messages about getting his dick hard. Oh my god, like, can he you just back keeps, off, Tom? He just keeps going on. And do you notice that? Like, there is, there's minutes before she replies. He just keeps oh, yeah, texting. Yeah. It's hitting send. Hitting it's, send. It's your life, Jesse. Okay, I was wrong. I won't do it again. Too late. Why? I feel like we're doing I'm a Barbie girl. Come on, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Coming in a duet soon. <laughs> You know you want him now. I don't want him. So Tommy's gone forever? No, Tom. Stop that. Yes, Jesse. He leaves with me on Saturday.
You got a new tease. No. Yes, you do. You sent him a message. You want his dick hard. Tom, please stop. I said I was wrong to do that, and I won't send any more, I promise. It's too late, Jesse. You open that box. On Friday or Saturday, you can say goodbye forever to me and Tommy. Why? We're leaving for good. No. Yes, Jesse. You are having fun in your life, so now it's time for us to leave. No, Tom. Don't take Tommy. He's going with me, and you replaced him with Timmy. Please don't say that. So she's still like, I don't. I'm kind of wondering if she's like, like actually feeding into it, or she's just kind of like, you're creeping me out. And I don't know what to do. I don't know. It seems like she's really feeding into it because at this point she knows the truth. She knows that he's a 47 year old right. married man with two daughters. Right. And he's all like, I'm taking Tommy with me. Well, you have to. He lives inside of you. Yeah, yeah. It's not true. According to the text I got, it's true. No, it isn't. You flirted and got Tommy. Now you flirted and got Timmy. Okay, Tom. Now, Timmy is another online guy that she's been. Oh, okay, okay. So So now it's time for Tommy to be put to rest. I will leave. I wish I had a perfect life like you and Brian do. That is up to you, Jesse. It's your choice. What does Brian have to do with this? You are not going to forgive this one. He left a few copies of your conversation on my toolbox today. Half the company knows now. Knows what? What you two talked about. No, Tom. How you told him I'm a fucking loser and a predator. I don't have a life. Three hours you two were talking about me. What did you say to him? I didn't. Why not? It's not worth it anymore. I will get it out of your life, Tom. I have done too much damage to be undone now. I'm so sorry. You made it perfectly clear who you want by your talk with Brian. You will never forgive me. That's up to you, Jesse. I will on Saturday. What do you want, Tom? You will do what on Saturday? Forgive you. Why Saturday? I'm leaving. Where are you going? To hell, I hope. Tom, stop. Why are you saying that? My heart will exist no more after Saturday. So I will forgive you and so I will forgive you with an email, then the Tom and Tommy you know will no longer exist. No, Tom, you can't do that. Yes, I can and I will. Why? I will be alone and will never feel compassion for another person until I die. You could have been honest with me, Jesse, instead of crying on Brian's shoulder. I know. I'm sorry, Tom. He and he uh-huh. acting like the victim. Uh huh. I knew you at this moment that you would be like, "I'm sorry." Who was dishonest and could have just told the truth? Yeah, disgusting. And she's still like, and she's like, "I know. I'm sorry, Tom." I still, I start to question though if she's playing into it just out of like not knowing what to do because he's so creepy at no, this point. No, she's like, do you think attention she's... from okay. both of them? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of them. It's too late, Jesse. This fucking loser is leaving on Saturday. <laughs> Please don't do that. Why do you care? You know I care and why. After what I read, you don't give a shit about me or Tom or your Tommy. You are wrong. And then he's like playing the part of the dad at this point, right? He's just playing dad. him. Oh, okay. He's him. He's him. He's yeah. Okay. He's playing him, still talking about being Tommy. Tom- oh my gosh, it's so weird. He right? is so so crazy. Do you want me to repeat what you said, or do you remember? No, I remember. You still have it, don't you? No. Then you begged Brian to stay with you when you told him to leave you alone. Life was so much better when you were my Tommy. Why couldn't you tell me you wanted to be with Brian? I don't want to be with Brian. 
Tommy is leaving you on Saturday. I don't want to be with anyone but Tommy. Like, sorry, but Tommy doesn't exist, and you both know that right? Tommy doesn't exist. Right? Like, why are you fighting why over this Why are we still talking person? about Tommy? Sure, it sounded like it with what you wrote to him. Tom, please stop. Why does the truth hurt, Jessie? No, the truth doesn't hurt, but you are hurting me. The truth I can handle. So it carries on like this all night with him being a manipulative asshat. Uh-huh. Okay, because these messages started at about 5 o'clock. Now we're skipping ahead ahead to 11.17 p.m. Okay. Honey, you will hear faster without me fighting and talking to you. You have the best part of me in your heart. Okay. I love you, Jessica. And I always will. I wish you all the happiness in the world, honey. I really mean that. I know you do. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, honey. Goodbye, Tom. I think she literally meant I'm ready for bed because we've been fucking talking for hours. Right? Because they do talk more this blows my mind because it's like at this point the cat's out of the bag yeah and they're still fighting over tommy yep but maybe she's still like grieving this fantasy of tommy that she had who who knows well she promises as you can read from that that she's going to stop talking to brian Brian. and that she only talked to him to get revenge okay and as it turns out in my best maury voice it was determined that that was a lie (laughs) you don't say yes her conversations with him reflected ordinary teenager hang-ups she complained about her mother she talked about her preparations for prom and she chatted about her part-time job as a lifeguard they would sex talk like barrett um it's obviously typing one-handed too right and would urge him on with comments like can i kiss something long and hard just all those sorts of things at first jesse wanted to hide the rekindled relationship from montgomery but barrett persuaded her to go public and they posted about each other on their online profiles and like did the whole myspace in okay. a relationship with like thing. you're my number one friend on yeah. myspace yep and as they anticipated montgomery noticed immediately okay I'm, that their I'm online sure. profiles had changed because she'd already she'd promised she doesn't want brian and she wants him and all this stuff but montgomery notices that they're clearly still an item uh-huh. their myspace thing changes and he starts telling Brian, I can't believe you chose her over our friendship, which doesn't really <laughs> like sound like he and Tom are so tight. Yeah. You wanted her. You got her. Just tell her to leave me the fuck alone. In the meantime, Tom Montgomery has changed his online handle, instant message handle, mm-hmm. from Marine Sniper 1000 to Tommy Loves, and that's L-U-V-S, W-V, which means West Virginia, Fox, because... They used to sexy talk about how she was a fox and he wanted to put things in her foxhole and like Ew. all kinds of real creepy okay. shit. So he is on now by this point in 2006. He's Tommy loves West Virginia Fox because the cat's out of the bag. Marine sniper's gone. Uh huh. So that's so what it is. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. And beefcake is still beefcake. So I'll be beefcake. I'm Brian. Okay. And you are <clears throat> Thomas Montgomery. Okay. Beefcake. Now I see it. I told her I would give her a chance to regain herself. You fucking lied to me about her. And not to fuck with you because you and cause you any pain. No, you both do. So you're going to see her? No. Why not? Going to Connecticut to help my uncle move there and I will bring things from his old house to his new house in in North Carolina. I'm leaving my truck in North Carolina and driving a U-Haul down. I mean leaving it in Connecticut. You both have been lying to me about how you feel about each other and about the virus. 
The virus was real. I sent it because I was pissed that she lied to me. Yeah, there was this whole, like, online internet virus thing and, like, sorry, I couldn't oh, okay. talk to you because I had a virus, yada, yada. And what he's talking about about leaving is that he was going to go on vacation and they had conversations about how um, Brian would stop and meet Jesse for the first time. And oh, okay. he would pop her cherry. That was bragged about at work. Oh. Mm -hmm. So this is why they're, you know, he's, like, trying to explain. I'm not going to see her. That's not going to happen. Uh-huh. You know, blah, blah, blah. Brian, just go be with her and leave me out of this. And leave me alone. I trusted you and you lied, so you and her belong together. Well, I might not stay with her long. I was talking to Sharon again today. Not anymore. Doesn't matter. You broke my trust, so you can do whatever you want with whoever you want. Just stay away from me. And no more heads up from Stroller or Ron. K. Just the letter K. I, like potassium. Yes. <laughs> I don't even really feel like dealing with all her BS. I don't know what I want or what I'm going to do with her. Can we just also know, this is like a almost 50-year-old dude wrapped up with these two younger yeah. people. Yeah, because Brian is 22. Yeah. Yelp. You want her, Brian. Stop lying about her. You have been lying to me since December and when you wanted her. I never knew her in December. Go pop her cherry. She's a virgin and then she can deal with all of that shit. Yes. Oh deal with God, all of Tommy that is shit. Disgust. He is, is so annoying. He is demented. He is. Well, Brian, I hope she's good to you because you just lost a friend. That's all nothing more than just talking and joking around. And you had to lie about talking to her. If nothing else, why the lies? I love that he gets so offended that he other people have lied to him. Right? Right? After he just created <sighs> yeah. this whole fantasy. Life. Doesn't matter. You both got what you wanted. Good luck with her, Brian. And have fun with her. Not really trying anything with her. So that pogo message you sent me about losing a friend, that was all bullshit too. I have two years of school left and then she's going to college, so there's no time soon that I would be with her. And no, that was the truth, meaning the pogo messages. Okay, we don't have to read the rest of it. It's just, like, that same stuff for a couple more well, pages. Well, it just shows just, like, how really disturbing he is. It's, yes. So wrapped and, up with, I mean, the guy's 22, and she's in high school still, mm -hmm. right? Like, she's yeah. still in school. Yeah. So Brian did go on a vacation. I mean, he helped his uncle move from Connecticut to North Carolina. Uh-huh. And he, he did want to meet up with her. He was even telling people at work that he was going to to pop her cherries, like I said. Her cherries. <laughs> I think you only have one cherry, but whatever. Right. It's a very 2000s thing to say, right. I feel like. While he was on vacation, he didn't have a computer. It, he did have a cell phone and they did text a little bit, but I don't know if you remember what cell phones were like back then. It was not as easy to text at all. Everything was very brief. Oh, you yeah. had to hit the all the numbers. Yes, ABC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> While he's gone, she starts chatting it up with Thomas again. He spends a lot of time spewing a whole bunch of abuse at her, like calling her all kinds of very, very derogatory na names to insinuate that she's promiscuous and all of this stuff. Um, the May 27th transcripts that she has, at this point, she has changed her name to Peaches 0617 were ridiculous, where he's talking about her and about how much she has talked to Brian. She was just talking about how she had just graduated that night and how he was like, well, how's your boyfriend? And she's like, um, I just graduated tonight. At the very end of this very of this long conversation, he finally agreed to forgive her if she promised yet again never to lie to him about Brian. If I find out any lies were told to me, you will lose something very close to you, he says. Wow. 
That's what Montgomery warned her. So now all summer he's working out, running, and basically just trying not to look like the Krispy Kreme eating asshat that he is. Which, by the way, Krispy Kreme, sponsor us because we love your donuts. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so good. Remember, this in May he, he forgives her. Oh, how gracious of him yes, to do. Yes, isn't that nice? In late summer 2006, according to the Wired article, again, very good article, Montgomery found out that Jesse and Barrett were talking again. Imagine that. So basically everything, like, started again. And so had she still been talking to, to Thomas, the, like, the yeah, whole time? She had, she'd been talking to Thomas, and, and she'd been talking to Brian all summer. On September 13th, 2006, he IM'd her at 1.33 in the morning, telling her, You are a whore, and that's all you will ever be. She wrote back, I'm leaving now, and signed off. Montgomery sent her several more messages throughout the day with little to no responses. The next day, he pinged her. Remember how you could ping someone? Mm-hmm. He pinged her again. Hey, whore, you suck your boyfriend's, your boy, your BF Brian's cock today. He's so disgusting. He is. He's very obsessed, by the way, with penises. other men's yes. penises. After he sent that, all that stared back at him was that white IM window because she did not respond. So she's pulling away, thankfully. It goes, eventually she's just, like, done. I mean, she calls him honey a couple of times. Baby, I'm leaving. Um, He's like, oh, I bet you're not going to leave your Yahoo or Pogo. You know, you're a lying whore. You never loved whore. You just hurt. He carries on like that a lot. And eventually you can see that she just stops. And Uh a couple of days have went by. So we go from September 13th, where he's really berating her, to September 15th. On September 15th, he called her, waking her up. He was screaming. She said that he was in an uncontrollable rage, so she hung up. Things seemed to escalate, so we went all day on September 15th. He did try instant messaging her. She stayed offline. Um, sounds like she's kind of like, basically like, okay, Finally this moving dude. away from mm-hmm. this creep. Yep. At 10.16 p.m. on September, 6th, on September 15th, Brian... Barrett punched out of work and walked to his white pickup truck in the Dynabraid parking lot. He swung open the door of his truck, settling into his seat, when three shots pierced the driver's side window and Barrett slumped sideways. Oh He'd been shot gosh. in the neck and upper arm by what police believe was a thirty caliber rifle. <sighs> Left at the scene was a peach pit and a leather pouch with dog hair on it. Investigators immediately started questioning workers at Dynabraid. And it becomes clear that Thomas Montgomery has a motive for killing Brian Barrett. Oh, for sure. So they search through Barrett's phone and they locate Jesse's number. They call it. It's the middle of the night. Jesse answers the phone. The police explain that she might be in danger. They're like, uh-huh. you know, they yeah. think he's kind of he's on a crime of passion range. Yeah. They also get information to confirm that she is in an online relationship with Montgomery. She confirmed that. Or later in the morning. The next morning, so we're still on, we're on September 16th, because the shooting happened on the 15th. Mm -hmm. We're on September 16th, the next morning. Though the police had done their due diligence to contact Jesse, the investigators from New York contacted the West Virginian police and requested a welfare check on Jesse, because they were really concerned that Montgomery was on his way Uh to finish his crime of passion. As one would expect, when Officer J.L. Kirk arrived at the rundown White House in West Virginia, Jesse's mother, Mary Shiler, answers the door. And police do notice right away that she's acting strange, but she knows that her daughter, Jesse, is safe. I mean, she's concerned, you know, like, oh, 
Okay. Uh-huh. She's like, I know that Jesse is safe because I just spoke with her, but I don't. But she's not home at the moment and she has no I have no way to contact her. But she reassured the police that she knows that she's fine. So they leave. Well, Officer Kurt thought about it and he became a little bit unsettled because he's like, wait, the police officer in New York spoke with Jesse on the phone. Yeah. I called her in the middle of the night. Uh So we know that she's got a cell phone. You know, like he talked to her. So Officer Kurt goes back and he starts to question Mary about this. I was like, you have to have a way to get a hold of her. Like, I need to see her. That's what New York requested. I'd like to talk. I need to talk with Jesse. And I'm not sure that I'm ever going to be able to deliver a twist of this magnitude to you again. So I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. Okay. But Mary at that moment comes clean. What? Wait, what? Mary was tall, hot, blonde and peaches all along. What? Yep. Folks. Oh my. No, what? Yep. Hold on. Jesse wasn't made up. Okay. The online handle of tall, hot, blonde belonged to a 45-year-old mother of two who was overweight with short, short brown hair. Oh. And honestly. She wasn't even a tall blonde? No. No. She was quite unfortunate oh, looking, quite. as a matter of fact. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like these two are soulmates. The most ironic twist of all of this is if they had both just been honest, they probably they could, have could have both fallen in love. Yes. They would have made a beautifully unfortunate looking couple. <laughs> just so, I can't. But it gets better. This. Jessie's a real person. Okay. Jessie is her 17 year old high school daughter. Oh my God. And she was posing as her daughter. She sure was. So these two sick SOBs uh-huh. were getting their jollies and this innocent mm-hmm. young man died. And she was sending photos of her actual daughter and her daughter's vagina <gasps> to men online. Those were real photos of her daughter. How I don't she... know how yeah, she got the, even... up the skirt oh one, gosh. but the other ones, like the bikini by the pool and the stuff... So she was Those, basically she was like posing for her mother. Oh my god, that makes me sick. Uh huh. I don't love that Brian was also like, you know, she was still in high school to his knowledge. And like, I, I don't think, love that, but he didn't deserve to die and I, over this. But Brian believes she was eighteen. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I forget that she okay. was eighteen. Yep. So you he's know, but not thinking that she's doing he's doing anything, anything wrong. wrong. He's twenty two. Yes. Holy! I told you it was the ultimate catfish before catfish Jerry was a thing because Springer. she catfished his catfish. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She took. She was like, "Bitch, I see your catfish, I, uh, and that yes. isn't. That's nothing. It's nothing because I'm gonna give you a stout, oh, <laughs> suburban mother." Who is bored out of her ever-loving mind oh, and just talks to men online. My gosh. I can't. My mind yes. is, like, accepting it. But this, and this poor, innocent man died because, because of, of this. Because of these two mm-hmm. sick yeah. SOBs. Uh-huh. When he was questioned about the murder, Montgomery told detectives that he needed to retrieve his lunch from his car because his peaches would spoil. So the cops were like, wait, he likes peaches. A peach pit, which later tested positive for Montgomery's DNA, had been found next to Barrett's truck, as uh-huh. I said. and Which he probably got with some sick obsession with her 
They, her they, online handle peaches. being peaches. Yeah. I firmly believe so. I had listened to another um, rather off-color podcast about this case. They didn't catch. They didn't pick up on that. They're like, isn't it so ironic that there was no, a peach was, pit found at the he scene? He was so mm-hmm. obsessed. There's no yep. coincidence there. He left there. it on purpose. For sure. Yes. Not even thinking about the stupid DNA evidence. He probably ate peaches every day, too, because of his obsession. Yes. he's disgusting. I'm sure he started eating them as soon as she changed her oh, online peaches. handle to peaches. Yes, yep. for sure. So the leather cartridge case with dog's hair, um, they surmised belonged to Shadow, was found in the area. And I guess there was actually even some phone records between him and Cindy when he was after he was arrested where he was like, well, of course there was dog hair on the leather pouch. Have you seen my truck? Like, meaning his truck is covered in dog hair. So they use that against him in the trial, too. Uh In addition to the G-strings at the Montgomery house, police also unearthed the photos of Jesse and the gun cabinet containing a thirty caliber rifle, which the rifle was actually missing from the case at this point in time, but they could see where it it had been. Uh Now, at the time of questioning about Brian's murder, they didn't tell him. About Mary's con. He didn't know when he was being questioned, he still thought he was talking to an 18-year-old tall, hot blonde. Oh, okay. They purposely did not tell him. I was going to say good strategy. On November 27, 2006, police arrested Montgomery on murder charges. He denied killing Barrett. His alibi was that he'd gone to a local restaurant and arrived home between 10 and 11.10 before the killing took place. And his wife estimated that he actually arrived... mm, at least 30 minutes or more after that. And then the phone records told a different story. Montgomery's cell phone records put him in the vicinity of Dinabraid at the time of the murder. Then there was the fact that, like the creeper he is, Thomas Montgomery saved hundreds of pages of messages and a bunch of photos that he had kept on his computer police had seized. Practically hand-served himself. For sure. <laughs> so, Well, he was used to hand-serving himself, yeah. Amber. <laughs> That's how he liked it. (laughs) You know something? You're right. (laughs) But he he did that so that he could relive every conversation he had with Jesse. The paper trail definitely showcased just how far out of touch with reality he had come. ABC News reported that Ken Case, the assistant district attorney who worked on the case, said, quote, he was a guy who prior to this happening was a very dedicated father. To make that much of a transformation as a result of communicating with a fictitious person is pretty frightening, end quote. And it's so true. I agree with that. Thomas Montgomery's wife stopped visiting in March of 2007. You mean she visited at all? She did. Mm -hmm. Wow. And in April 2007, his daughters wrote him and said that they no longer wanted a relationship with him. Apparently, he tried to commit suicide as a response, but wasn't successful. He awaited trial in the summer of 2007 and ended up getting a plea deal where he pled guilty uh-huh. and only had to serve 20 years. And this was in 2007. Wow. So technically he could be out. I haven't seen anything that he's out now, but it's possible it wasn't reported on either. But I didn't check to the the criminal records because I really don't want to know. But either way, he's if he's not out now, he'll, he'll be, be out in yeah, 2027. Holy... So the Wired article that I mentioned earlier actually interviewed Mary. She begged them not to use her last name, but um, oh, bitch. blast that you, shit! Right? Do you realize that everyone in your area now knows it was you? So she claimed that she joined Pogo a few years ago to relax and kill some time. It was only after she paid for the membership, however, that she realized she had used Jesse's screen name. Okay. Uh, okay. Mary, Mary. was yeah. 
Mary was directed to a teen room, and she never bothered to correct the mistake. She didn't intend for her many admirers to fall in love with her. Yes, I'm sure that she did not enjoy. So they both were like, "Oops, I, I slipped yep. into a teen Dang chat." It. I hate it when I fall into the hole of a teen chat on accident. Oh my when gosh. I was clearly striding for the Christians only yeah. section in the <laughs> fifty and over. Isn't this just such a lesson and about she, online? Is. She also said that she didn't fall in love with any of them. She says that she's happily married to her husband of 23 years. Brian was a, quote, sweetheart when he initiated the flirtation. She didn't know how to discourage it without revealing her true identity. Oh, yeah, poor Mary. And she said for Tommy that he was a child who needed someone to show him that they cared. Okay. Okay, Mary, yeah. Right. Yep. Such a victim. Locals say that she was one of the best parents around, a devoted cheerleader at Jesse's basketball and softball games. The principal of the middle school that her children attended was so impressed with Mary and all her maternal dedication that he hired her for part-time clerical work. And in all of Jesse's 18 years, Mary told me she had missed only one of her daughter's games to work the polls at election time. Wow. How could a mother like that Lady on the streets, mm-hmm. freak in the, the DMs. Keyboards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, so how does a, a mother like that just hijack her daughter's identity and seduce strangers? Mary says that she really, I mean, and technically she didn't really do anything illegal. Police did say that they can they can tell that she encouraged and perpetuated this hate from Montgomery. What about the pictures of her daughter? Well, I, I put you're taking the words right out of my mouth because my next sentence is that I would argue that taking photos of her daughter's skirt at the very least was voyeurism. That is effed up. She was 18, so it's not child pornography. So her daughter was also 18. Yeah. Yes. But and that's why I told you. I could look up her birthday, but her daughter's a victim in all this. Her, yeah, she's and exploiting so her I daughter. Yeah, so and I, her private like pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know how they came about, but yep. still, like she clearly did not have permission to send those. It's all but, sorts of effed up. She had them in the first place, but, but this is back in the early two thousands. We didn't have laws governing this stuff because it really wasn't a thing yet. Uh, yeah, it was just the yeah. We weren't taking selfies with filters. And photoshopping pictures and sending them online. and You know what I mean? Yeah, that wasn't, yeah. like, a thing yet. I mean, it's becoming one, but it takes a long time for legislation to come down on because these sorts of, of stuff. Because of Mary and Thomas. Well, at the time, like, Mary served no jail time for this. Oh, my. And Brian's Gosh. parents had a problem with that. So they started working with legislation to make it so that what Mary did was illegal. Good. So you can't do that stuff now. But then but at, at the time, not, okay. Yep, but she had no. I follow you. I follow you. Yep, and Brian's family had a lot to do with that because their child died senselessly over yeah. online these fantasies two, of yep. two middle-aged people that were yep unsatisfied like, with their life, insecure about themselves, and needed validation from online strangers. Oh my gosh, this for is their own sexual gratification. But she didn't walk. Mary also didn't walk away unscathed. Her husband, who she claimed she was happily married to for 23 years, divorced her. Sorry, yes. Okay, good. Her daughter, Jessie, broke ties with her. I don't blame her. Oh, I would have, too. No way. Talk about, like, the, I mean, such a victim in this. Her poor daughter. Mm -hmm. Yep. Keep in mind that Thomas Montgomery and Brian are not the only two people that she sent photos of her daughter to. Oh, yeah, because she She was was talking to other guys. She was chatting with multiple online men. This was her life. 
Mm-hmm. She was just as bad wow. the whole time as Thomas Montgomery was. It's I guess <laughs> like, I just don't get it. There was an Emmy Award winning uh, documentary about this case by Barbara Schroeder that was really good that I used for a reference as well. So I do recommend that. I need brain like path? a I need a brain like you know power wash. <laughs> this one is weird. This one's just gonna be kind of weird. It oh. kind of goes with the flow okay. of weirdness. Here. Yeah. <laughs> a, a police officer submitted it to an online article. I went to a domestic violence call where the woman claimed her husband hit her. When I asked her how it happened, she told me that he couldn't provide the kind of life that she wanted him to give her. Uh huh. Since the poor guy had a heart attack and got lupus, he wasn't working and he they weren't having sex. So, so she was done. She's upset and she decided that she's going to start inviting some friends over to have sex with her for money. Now, mind you, she's telling a fully uniformed officer all of this. Oh, okay. She's just putting it all out there. She claimed that he should act as the person who handles the money for her, which means her pimp. And then she's going to call someone to come over and tells her that after she gets paid for the sex, he should hold the guy up at knife point and take the rest of his money. And was he like, okay, that's reasonable? No. He refused to help. Husband was like... Hold on. You're going to call people over here under the guise that I'm pimping you out. And after you're done having sex with them and they hand you money, I'm supposed to hold them up at knife point and take the rest of their money? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah great idea. Exactly I get the sex and I get the money. The two things you can't provide me because you poor bastard, you had a heart attack and you have lupus. Yeah, because of your serious medical yep. conditions. Yep. And so she's ticked off that he's refusing to do that, so she calls the police on him. Oh, my God. And she admits all of this to the police officer. (laughs) And did she get... So, yes, he says that he pushed past her to get out of the apartment, and she claimed that she was the assault that she called the police officer for. She's like, I am being assaulted. Poor, What a poor victim. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Hear me out. Okay. Yeah. I I have this idea. I do. He can't work and he can't provide me with sex anymore. So I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to call people. They're going to give me the sex. Then when they give me the money. I I love how it's the sex. Yes. I'm going to have the sex. I'm going to have the sex. (laughs) And so check. I get that need met. Then when they give me the money, which I also need, my husband's going to rob up. My my poor husband who has a heart problem and lupus is going to Hold him at knife point. So and he'll take get the rest in trouble if we yeah. get caught. Yeah, yeah. Because he's pimping sex. me out. Yeah. 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 And I'm now mad that he doesn't agree with it, so I'm going to call the police on him. Oh, my God. So the police officer said, I asked her if she understood that she just admitted to planning a felony crime. She looked shocked that planning a prostitution and robbery was wrong at all. She did not understand why the police officer wouldn't arrest her husband. All right, that's it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, Crime Curious Podcast, and share our posts and comment with us. We love talking to you guys. If you have case suggestions, we have an email, crimecurious at yahoo.com, Instagram, we're crime.curious, Twitter, we are Curious Crime, and if you feel so inclined, you can go to our website. You can hear all of our episodes on there um, through several different platforms at crimecuriouspodcast.com. There's also ways to contact us on there as well, and we hope you keep listening and we hope you keep it curious and we'll see you later. Bye Bye, guys. guys.